0: back.
1: Chelsea and this
0: is Andy. Welcome to Hugging and Learning, a podcast on which we watch very special episodes of television from the past to see what they have to teach us today. And we are
1: going to watch an episode of The Facts of Life. Yeah,
0: The Facts of Life. Take the Facts of bad. Life. <laughs> <laughs> this theme song.
1: Um, yes, we are watching
0: Facts of Life. The episode is called Dope.
1: <laughs> season 1, episode 13. You can watch it on Daily Motion or go to the Paley Center to watch yeah. it. It's not really streaming anywhere. Um, before we start talking about it, you know how we always kick off these episodes. We have a snack. We review the snack. We had um, a real come-to-Jesus moment in our sure season did. 2 bonus out about yeah. how not great our snacks were last season. Yeah,
0: we... We fell asleep on the job.
1: Yeah. We also erred on the side of, that looks weird.
0: Yeah, we really did. More
1: than that looks tasty. Yeah. So I think we're trying to achieve some balance and go for some some classier stuff this season. Um, Some stuff that maybe looks advertising in Mm -hmm. addition to weird. Yeah. And to that end, I have selected the most classy words in a row that I could find on packaging at Trader Joe's. I'm listening. Milk, chocolate, and honey, toffee, pecans.
0: Yeah. I know that
1: sounds like a lot of things, but I'm hoping that when taken as a whole, they'll be appetizing. It's definitely classy looking.
0: Sure. And I feel like that's what you, if you asked a sleepy rich person what they would (gasps) like to snack on milk, chocolate, honey, toffee because
1: Yeah. And no, you're you're exactly right. Toffee always sounds like you should say it with an accent, doesn't it? Mm, toffee. It was a clear black night, a clear white moon. Warren G was on the streets, trying to consume some spirits with the E. So I can get some phones, rolling in my ride chilling all alone. Just in the east side of the LBC
0: on a mission, trying to find Mr. Warren G. Seeing a core full of girls, ain't no need to tweak. So I hooks a
1: left on two one and do with Some brothers shoot you guys. So I says, next us this. I jumped out the road and said, What's up? Some brothers pulled some gaps so I said I'm We did it. Oh man, these are good.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. This worked out great. (laughs) Um, And it is everything that it advertised, all in one delightful taste. The chocolate is milk chocolate, which you can, you know, is usually kind of a gamble. But this milk chocolate is pretty great.
1: Mm-hmm. I love the toffee chocolate combination, but like the little nutty bit in there just mm-hmm. really makes it kind of well rounded, as opposed to just super, super sweet. I'm really glad that rich person finally uttered pecans. Yeah, pecans at the end. Hey, pecans. I I will say I ate two of these, and I think it took me ten minutes. Oh, there's um, a lot of chewing. <laughs> you got to you got to do the legwork on these. <laughs> but worth it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So Trader Joe's king of snacks continues continues to reign as king of snacks.
0: So we're off to a good start. Let's uh, let's give ourselves a letter grade, and then we'll amend that in every episode. Oh, so, so far we're at a this a is solid a solid a. a. Yeah, solid A right yeah, now. Yeah,
1: solid A. So
0: hopefully we won't we won't ruin that grade.
1: We should also say this is and it will continue to be the Jeff Noble Memorial Snack Time Hour, absolutely. except he's still alive. Yeah, yeah. Thank
0: you, and thank you for joining for the. Classy
1: <laughs> <Jeff> Noble
0: <laughs> Memorial's Nighttime Hour Except he's still alive
1: Wearing monocles Plus okay. wearing
0: monocles uh, Except he's still alive And wearing monocles <laughs> just, Let's talk about A goddamn episode of
1: television Yes please This show First of all A little bit of We've done uh, Facts of Life before But just to recap The show ran From 1979 to 1988 Nine seasons Two hundred and three episodes crazy. It was originally A spinoff of Different Strokes This episode We're talking about today Is the season one finale and,
0: Which is weird to me This is like like hey here's how we're going to land the this first season
1: it's a weak landing they did not stick the dismount they
0: barely land
1: the show is set at a fictional all-girls boarding school called Eastland School mm-hmm. located in Peekskill, New York the series follows an almost entirely female cast the first season features plot lines that revolve around seven girls and Mrs. Garrett, but after the first season, the producers felt there were too many featured characters for a half hour, so four girls were written off, including Molly, who was played by Molly Ringwald, who appears in this episode.
0: Absolutely. I'm not going to go back or I suggest we record this, but you 100% said plot lines instead of plot lines. Oh, I can do it again. No, no, no. It's apropos. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, like Chelsea was saying, this is the season one finale. This is June 11th, 1980. We didn't mention it yet, but the writer on this is Jerry Mayer.
1: Yeah.
0: We have a weird, you wrote what?
1: You wrote what, Jerry Mayer?
0: Or (laughs) YWW, as our merchandise will show. Jerry Mayer uh, wrote a bunch of stuff, but wrote... A series of TV specials for a woman named Mitzi Gaynor. Okay. Do you know Mitzi Gaynor? No. I ain't either. She's a famous star of musicals from the 50s and a little bit of the 60s. And that's it. It's mostly like Sondheim stuff and uh, Anything Goes. Apparently she did a very famous rendition of Anything Goes. She comes
1: right up in Google, man. She
0: sure does. She's very famous as far as musicals are concerned, but then...
1: Oh, yeah, she looks familiar. Sure.
0: And I'm sure that there are people out there that are like, oh, yeah, Mitzi Gaynor. Right. Um, So she had 10 specials, the titles of which included, and see if you can spot which one is my favorite, Mitzi, Mitzi's second special, Mitzi zings into spring, Mitzi, a tribute to the American housewife, Mitzi and a hundred guys.
1: That's that one. That's, that's wait, 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 you haven't heard the last one. But that's
0: definitely the right that's the right answer. <laughs> Mitzi Gaynor, Razzle Dazzle, the special years.
1: The special years. What about Mitzi roaring in the twenties, which I,
0: I figured <laughs> the sooner I could get now. to Mitzi and a hundred guys. <laughs> Mitzi the better. and a
1: hundred guys.
0: Yeah. I didn't watch that. Um Because I didn't have the...
1: But he wrote all those?
0: Pornhub subscription. (laughs)
1: stop it. I'm sure they were very wholesome. Especially the tribute to the American housewife. Which the fuck did that consist of?
0: I don't know. She's just made, made a pie and sang about pies and
1: making pies. Vacuuming. A lot of vacuum choreography. We've got ovens. Lots and lots of ovens. Very few things go. In this house, almost nothing goes. Almost nothing goes... Um, wow! So
0: yeah, there That's you go.
1: One of our crazier. You he wrote what's. on
0: most, if not all of them, but I just. He also
1: like wrote on New Heart and a bunch. I was. Oh, for I sure. Sort of scammed. I also, didn't get that deeply into
0: his. He wrote what? He wrote on uh, a episode of Punky Brewster, mm-hmm. for uh, during which Punky and Harry are trying to turn an empty lot
1: into, into a, a park.
0: park. Which may be a prequel, for a Parks backdoor and Rex. pilot for Parks and Rec. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and I read that and I was like, "This might as well be coming soon." Special episode.
1: I love it. Okay, so we open this episode well, with.
0: We'd be remiss if we didn't talk about the opening credits. Oh, but mostly yes. because they're bad. They're so, <laughs> so far. and they're
1: sung, or rather, warbled by yeah. <laughs> Mrs. Garrett. And did you get this as well
0: mother. when they're doing the the outro? The facts of life are all about you. Do you think Miss Garrett was warbling in the background trying to hit them high notes? Yeah, of course. It sounded like she was going,
1: A <laughs> 100%. Not well.
0: Like, I think I gussied that up in comparison to how Mrs. Garrett
1: did it. we always telling you to go check out the Paley Center where you can sit and watch all of the TV you can't stream anywhere else for mm-hmm. free. It's a nonprofit museum. Suggest a donation. The facts of life had a 35th anniversary reunion and panel at the oh, Paley Center sure. in 2014. You can watch all 44 minutes of it. All the main cast is there. They do panels. They do uh, for your consideration events. They do sneak peeks of for upcoming sure. shows. All these things, very reasonably priced. Most of them are like 20 bucks. Mm. Just another tie-in between the Facts of Life and the Paley Center. Absolutely. You know, the only place you can really
0: watch, get, watch it. Anything, really. Uh, so, yeah, we, uh, we burst on into Act 1. Uh, and we are at the school in the common room.
1: This is maybe the worst first line oh my God. of any show we've ever watched. And I don't say that lightly. I no. say that because when I have taught writing, and which I have done in the past, the textbook bad exposition yeah, example that I give is someone walks on stage with a second person and turns to him and says, you are my brother. As you know,
0: as you well know, we uh, are best friends. Right. Oh, I'm sorry. I was joking around about shitty dialogue. That's the actual That's the actual line. line look Suanne, I know you're my best friend no, no. don't ever do this stop, don't stop. Ever do also this.
1: it's the end of season one we also know that yeah. you are best friends
0: or you know what Facts of Life just do like a a crawl at the beginning that says <laughs> Bleh, Sue Ann best friends they, enter
1: exactly or like
0: a silent movie like title card yes
1: perfect <laughs> Now that we have that exposition out of the way which we desperately needed Sue and Anne also Suan needed somehow. Absolutely.
0: So um, I guess they don't know each other at all.
1: Right. Blair has a secret that she can't tell Suann and yeah. and Sue really really wants to know. It takes her 13 seconds to get it out of Blair. <laughs> and yeah. Blair. she has
0: to swear on her mother and she's like, "I can't. My mother's too young to die." Yeah. Which if somebody does that that <laughs> means they're not going to keep
1: the secret. <laughs> they also don't understand no. what swearing not means. At all. Um, she, was, she, she swears s- in the life of her dog. Yeah, go
0: fuck yourself, Sue Ann, <laughs> by the way. If somebody did that, I'd be like, don't you put that juju on my dog! How dare you! Care about your goddamn secret.
1: My mom can defend herself. My dog, <laughs> not so much. Here's a secret, you're the worst! <laughs> to, we are best friends, but you are the worst, as you know. <laughs> as
0: you know, you are the worst.
1: You are my co-host on this podcast, as you know. As you
0: know, this is Huggy and loading, Chelsea. <laughs>
1: As you know. <laughs> As we know. As you know. So it turns out the secret is that Blair has gotten Sue Ann into, quote, the group. She uses um, air quotes I'm assuming everything. they're capitals on both the uh, end group.
0: I didn't mean to, but I've written capitals on the yep. group every time. The group
1: she hangs out with that are cool senior girls. They're coming over to announce this themselves, so Sue Ann needs to act surprised. Yeah. When she gets the invitation.
0: Oh, and who's the name of the lead person in the group? Kelsey? Oh wait.
1: Oh yeah. Her name's Tumby.
0: You'd you throw the B in there. It's Tumpey.
1: Tumpey. Tumpy Barksdale. Hi, I'm Tumpy Barksdale. <laughs> Most East Coast boarding school name ever, truly. It's almost like I can hear a door slamming on <laughs> that. Hi, I'm Tumpy but. Darksp- <laughs> Tumpy Barksdale. I'll
0: come back later.
1: What is usually when people have these weird snobby East Coast nicknames like Bitsy and Kitty, that's short for some real name. I can't imagine what Tumpy is short for.
0: I I got no idea. (laughs) (laughs) I am Tumpatha. That's the only voice that's acceptable if your name is Tumpatha.
1: Tumpatha Thumping
0: (laughs) Tumpatha Thumping? I get knocked out.
1: But I get Tumpy it. (laughs) I get a door
0: slammed in my face. Because my name is Tumpy. Oh,
1: my God.
0: I'll go back home and hang out by myself.
1: It's so bad. So... Tumpatha. As excited as Sue Ann is about getting to uh, to hang out with Tumpy and the rest of the group, she's worried because they're older girls, and she has heard that they are supposed to be snobby and fast. And she says (laughs) she... She describes herself as a little bit square and a scholarship student.
0: Yeah. She says, I'm a little bit square. And Blair says, you can't help the way you're built. And I'm like, Blair?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Also, Blair, you know what square means. You also are one. So already we see sort of a fish out of water scenario. Maybe some trouble looming on the on the horizon we got this these girls Blair of course is in the group she's the snobby one she's yeah. from New York City she's worldly and cosmopolitan at least she wants people to think she is mm. so she has no qualms about uh, her own worth or whether or not she should be allowed to hang out with the group. For sure. Sue Ann is a little bit nervous about fitting in.
0: She's like, did you tell him I'm square? Did you tell him I'm a loser? Did you tell him <laughs> about my low, low self esteem? <laughs> and then the is the like, you didn't tell him I'm from Kansas city. And Blair's like, fuck no, I didn't.
1: <laughs> um, so there's a call to adventure now, which <laughs> yeah. in the form of Tumpy Barksdale and, <laughs> no but thanks. before Tumpy can come in, two problems arise. Molly Ringwald, Natalie, and some other girl whose name is never mentioned come mm-hmm. downstairs, and Blair stops talking, and she's like, "Shh, shh, 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 shh." She
0: does a full hand shush. She goes, <laughs> shush. And it's elegant. I'm just saying. I was well, like, oh. she is from New York City. I felt like I needed to shush when she did mm-hmm. that. It's a powerful shush.
1: Her old friends, these three girls, have just come downstairs. Are griping that ever since she joined the group, everything's a big secret, and she can't talk in front of them. And yeah. she's so annoying. So that's the first problem. You know, she's the, sort of on the outs with the girls that have been her friends from the beginning. Right. And then Suanne says the second problem is they have to get back early tonight after they go over to Tumpy's because she has a paper she has to write a Absolutely. 20 page paper on Moby Dick. Tonight. 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 Um, Suanne, you probably had a lot more lead time on this. Yeah. I doubt this was assigned today. Mm-hmm. You've now made this Blair's problem. Yeah. If I'm Blair, I'm like, dude, dude this is. Core time management on your part.
0: I'm also going to say, if you had time to read Moby Dick, you probably had the time to do a 20-page report. Right. You right. could have split that up a little bit more evenly. Also, we've forgotten that when Blair and Sue Ann are talking, like a... Demon arising from the grave, <laughs> Tootie like appears from behind this couch. Yeah, which well, like, she, there she might just be let, like
1: likes to eavesdrop. Yeah, from back there, there might as well be like
0: a haunting children's choir <laughs> where she's like, "Hello." It's a real
1: Stevel moment. She's just creeping around back there. So I guess we have a bit of a meeting with the mentor. Blair does serve as the mentor role in this episode. Sure, Blair. Yeah, because
0: Mrs. Garrett is not. No,
1: Mrs. Garrett It. She's
0: got her own problems. Stupid, stupid problems. I
1: realized in this episode, I didn't realize last time we watched it, it wasn't quite as noticeable. And I don't know if that's because they toned it down, because the last episode we watched was season three. Mm Mm-hmm. Mrs. Garrett is kind of a randy aunt. She's a bit of a Blanche archetype. Later on she's going to intimate that she fucked
0: a whale. (laughs) We'll get there. She's
1: constantly like dropping these little double entendres for the girls. Mm -hmm. And depending on who she's talking to, they either pick up on it or they don't. But it's kind of always like, lady, you're in charge of taking care of these girls like women (laughs) what yeah but also what's what's your audience here like that's
0: also true why
1: are you doing this also we
0: passed over a a joke that i wrote when uh sue ann says they're all seniors and aren't they supposed to be fast and snobby i wrote down fast and snobby that's a british adaptation of fast and furious (laughs) (laughs) i live my life 250 meters at a go (laughs) <laughs> thank you everyone
1: it fits with our snack pecans so uh,
0: enter enter Tumpy Barksdale
1: yes yeah, so now we're in the special world the world of Tumpy Barksdale
0: if you watch The Wire this oh, and is Emily. Anton's uh, lesser known cousin
1: and also Emily uh, played by a tiny Helen Hunt fucking Oscar winner Helen Hunt plays Emily tiny blonde Helen Hunt who's the lines are mostly just echoing what Tumpy said or saying, yeah. really, to mm-hmm. emphasize what Tumpy said. They come by. They live in a different dorm. They come by our main dorm here to hit on some teachers and attempt to seduce the house mother. So weird, man. Yeah. So they announce to Sue Ann that she's in the group and they leave. And Blair gives Sue Ann a heads up. She's like, oh, Casually, she's like, "By the way, everyone in the group smokes pot, and tonight we're part of the group." And Sue Ann's like, "What?" <gasps> and, and also, Blair just pulls a huge joint out I of her a joint out of her <laughs> pothead fake lipstick compartment. Blair. Doesn't appear to have ever sp- smoked pot before. She no. doesn't say that she has. She just has an enormous joint and a special lipstick case for carrying, you know, hidden drugs.
0: Absolutely. Okay. Uh, so yeah, tonight they're going to be part of the group. They're all going to smoke pot. Everything's going great.
1: So now we've crossed the first threshold of the hero's journey, and we're in the special world of drugs. We also move into the
0: next scene, and it's worth noting. Just I want to note it for a moment that comes up later. There is zero transition music. Right. It is just scene, then the next scene.
1: Night falls upon Eastland School,
0: <laughs> hotbed of crime. Eastland School seems like a crappy Cinemax movie with no follow through. Mm.
1: It's
0: like mm-hmm. everybody's making the double entendres, but nobody's doing, nobody's anything, doing about anything about it.
1: About it. <laughs> yep. So the non-group girls, mm-hmm. the kind of the nerdy girls are discussing getting a new stereo system for the common room with Mrs. Garrett, which is a total snore fest. Yeah, at length. I kind of wanted some pot to make it through this thing. (laughs) Right. Molly Ringwald is wearing suspenders, I think, in this scene. Sure. Whatever they they keep putting her in things that have no
0: They're trying to figure out what her character should wear instead of who her character should be.
1: Yes, exactly. They're putting she... it all in those suspenders to develop the character for you.
0: She does go on a screen about uh foreign companies she and does. things like that. Old MAGA Ringwald. There. She's <laughs> high five everyone. <laughs> Hello from the editing floor. Gee, she... I got too political.
1: She's like, Oh, I don't care if you get political. I'm I'm afraid we may hurt Molly Ringwald. Walt's <laughs> feelings, <laughs> and i don't want to do that because i love her yeah molly rainwald's character they're talking about the mm. stereo systems and there's like a weird so molly rainwald's character is like we're not going to buy that that one that you guys keep talking about because it's a Japan. it's got a japanese name yeah. and we need to buy american products to keep the economy strong and then natalie goes she's got a lot of insight into the speaker industry sure. she says oh they just gave it a japanese name To increase people's confidence in the quality. It's It's an American company. It's such a a laugh line, but
0: it's super troubling now. (laughs) I'm like, oh, we saw this shit coming from a mile away, I guess.
1: Oh well. We're supposed to be laughing at I guess how precocious they are. Uh, Chelsea. It's all just kind of like what? A lot of this episode is we're supposed to be laughing. That's true. The blonde members of the dorm come downstairs dressed as mm-hmm. young Republicans out for a yachting <laughs> adventure, <laughs> and Tootie makes fun of everyone's name until what? Mrs. Gar- until Mrs. Garrett points out that she is called Tootie.
0: Yeah, Mrs. Garrett, bitch slaps her <laughs> with some facts. <laughs> Your name, Tootie.
1: She's like Mitzi and Bitsy and Kitsy and Sitsy, and all the girls in the group. And and Mrs. Garrett's like, "Yeah, Tootie. Remember how you go by Tootie?"
0: Yeah, and then Tootie has. The gall to keep doing it later on. It's like, no,
1: Tootie. Is her name Dorothy? I looked it up last time. It was something, it's like, something that. like that. It's something like that. Tootie's not her real name, but it sure nice. is the only thing anyone calls her. It's
0: what I like to think of her character as, D,
1: Yeah. <laughs> Two-dimensional. Uh, well. So then... Season
0: three, shit jokes, shit
1: jokes, <laughs> shit jokes. So then a sad brunette named Nancy comes downstairs.
0: <laughs> I'm not blonde <laughs> enough to be in the group.
1: Yes, it is revealed that she's sad because she can't get into the group, Tootie knows this because she is a champion, eavesdropper, and snooper.
0: Lord, so Mrs. Garrett is like, wow, this, this girl seems very upset. How do I console her? And she puts an arm around Nancy, is it? Nancy. Puts an arm around Nancy and goes, come on, Nancy. Let's go put a flower in your hair cool Thanks, cool Mrs. cool story awesome wait <laughs> students are turning to weed <laughs> that flowers and hair isn't doing it for everybody <laughs> is it not working
1: Jesus Christ Tootie um, decides that she and Natalie are going to start their own exclusive clique <sighs> yeah. and the way that they will do this is by finding out what makes the group so special Tootie is going to accomplish this through snooping of course because she somehow knows the secret knock that gets you into Tumpy Barksdale's dorm room. All of this is actual plot laid this out by, s- by the man who wrote Mitzi and the 100 Guys. Mitzi and 100 Guys!
0: <laughs> um, yeah, he's got about, uh, as I'm sure Mitzi and the 100 Guys has a lot more spycraft in it than this does. <laughs> fucking MI6 Tootie who's figured out the three knock secret knock. Which consists of <laughs> make sure to pause a little bit somewhere in there. Also, it wouldn't fucking matter. Like, nobody ever so fucking high in that room. Right. Like, wait, what was the secret knock? I don't know any knock.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just open the door. Give me more pot in a bong. Cut to Tumpy's dorm room. Yep. Very large. Well, see, there's
0: three girls in here. How many live in
1: this room? Yeah, if there's only one bed. Later we'll see Well, one see girl a dorm so high, she does place. live here now. <laughs> just, like melted into the carpet. <laughs> There's a secret knock, Sue Ann and Blair get in, and Tumpy, Emily, and a third silent girl whose name we never learn (laughs) are already super high. They're giggling at nothing and eating snacks. (laughs) This is the lamest cool group ever in the history of schools. This party looks lame as
0: Fuck. Really, there's no food anywhere.
1: The, the stereo no discussion happening. looks lively by comparison. Holy Jesus. I'm like, can we go back to talking about stereo? When they bring
0: up a stereo in the scene, I'm like, all
1: right, here we go. <laughs> all right, here we go. Maybe as lame as the, the dorm room you might inhabit if you were on the pot drugs. Yeah, no, it is definitely the fault of like the I feel like I at least gussy
0: it up, put on some cool music.
1: Something. Also, there are, what, three girls in the group? Where's the rest of the group? That's it, it was man. this hard to get into. There's just three of them. One of them doesn't have a line. Maybe
0: it's that exclusive. And maybe that's why she's in there. Is like, I'm Tumpy. I'm talking too much. Helen Hunt agrees with me. We need Silent McGee over there. Right, exactly. So yeah, they do the secret knock on the door, and Tumpy looks around like everything is the police. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, oh, is the door the police? Is this rug the police? Is the concept of knocking the police? Which I get, but Jesus, let's... I just... Time travel this comment back to the writers. Ease up a little bit.
1: Everything that every person does with regards to marijuana in this episode was written and acted by a person who has never encountered or used marijuana. 100%, 100%. Ever. 100%. Everything is the worst version, the most exaggerated, unnuanced, virgin version yeah, absolutely. of the thing. So Tumpy says that Blair and Sue Ann have some catching up to do, and she turns to Sue Ann and says, do you do grass? and Sue Ann's like, "Well, I know it's not about mowing the lawn."
0: And Tumpy loses her fucking mind. Oh, here's the thing. Here's here's another one of the we need to figure out a term for this where whatever the problem in the episode makes everything great. Uh, Sue Ann is the right. most boring piece of boring I've ever seen, but Tumpy's <laughs> loving it, man. She should get down on her knees and fucking thank the gods of marijuana right. that it's making her seem interesting.
1: Making her audience love her. Yeah. Yes. So then- Blair takes the huge joint out of her purse, which Damn. she's been carrying around, I guess, for Tumpy? What? What is
0: the... Uh, it seems like they're perfectly fine storing all of this marijuana and paraphernalia in their room. What are they like? Hey, carry this for us. Yeah, just Blair. around on your
1: person all day long. Yeah. And just when you think this party couldn't get any more boring, Tootie fucking Roller roller Skate snoops Jesus in. She Roller Snoops, God. In, roller through, snoops. <laughs> in through the door desk. She's got this plan where she's going to ask Blair and Suzanne some stupid poll questions about the stereo. And they point out, like, this could have waited. Sorry,
0: Chelsea. I was imagining I was watching a show called Roller Snoops.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. That's ours. TM, TM, TM. No one make
0: (laughs) make Roller Snoops. Again, uh, uh, fucking James Bond here infiltrates this group by (laughs) walking through a door.
1: Well, she does know the magic knock. But then she skates on through this door. And high as fuck Tumpy says she'll sell old Garrett her stereo for 175 bucks, even though Blair's is like, isn't that stereo worth $500? Didn't your parents pay for that? You
0: know what? I have it down here. I'm like, hey, good job, episode, not making her go, but I need the cash for marijuana, my marijuana. I was like, oh, she just wants some cash. And then, like, no. two seconds later, mm-hmm. she's like, I need it for Hawaiian grass. Tootie yeah. spots the, the bong that they're going to use, even though it has seemingly been all joint based until now, but, yeah. you know, <laughs> yes. way to switch it up, I guess.
1: I wrote down tootie finds a bong title of episode yeah tootie <laughs> finds a bong tootie finds a bong they really missed out
0: they really did it should just be that so she's like hey this is a bong what do you hit it with to make it bong yeah
1: so the thing is she's seen them at the record store she, she assumes they're musical in some way and number one what a cool record store 1980 <laughs> right and fucking tumpy looks
0: at her and goes you don't hit it it hits you and the look that Tootie gives her is so withering. I heard trees falling over outside. It's so withering. I'm surprised their pot doesn't just turn into ashes and blow away. So I took a screenshot of Tootie's withering look. Here you go. <laughs> so
1: it that's is a great just, screenshot.
0: <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's just Kim Fields hearing the joke and being like, are you fucking kidding
1: me? Yeah. It's like a stoner dad joke.
0: It is, and she's responding in kind. She's like, "Fucking,"
1: she's, she's like, "I'm just disappointed in you." Tumpy. It really is. I thought it was gonna be cooler than this in here. <laughs> For <laughs> all you're <laughs> trying to keep people out, it's really fucking lame. Uh, so Tumpy
0: wants to tell Tootie what? Uh, listen to listen to the words that I'm saying T- as an adult. Tumpy wants to tell <laughs> Tootie about bongs.
1: Tumpy is gonna offer Tootie. <laughs> Tumpy offers Tootie bong. <laughs> Tumpy Tootie bong. <laughs>
0: Tumpy Tootie Bomb. That's not this podcast. That's uh Mitzi Gaynor singing <laughs> a song called Tumpy Tootie Bomb.
1: Tumpy starts to Tumpy offer Tootie, Tootie a bong rip. She's like, here you go. <laughs> Why don't you try it out? And but before before Tootie can get any more confused about what's going on, Blair hustles her out of the room. She's like, You're too young, get out of here. Yeah. And then she turns on Tumpy and she's like, Are you crazy? She's too young.
0: And then uh she Tumpy tries to say it makes you thoughtful and creative, but like most of these If you haven't tried pot, you assume it's like, ah, yeah, it pretty much gives you a lobotomy, right?
1: (laughs) Right. That's it, right?
0: Yeah, lobotomy, yeah.
1: This is is what happens, is that Tumpy is trying to talk, and Helen Hunt then also joins in this conversation. Oscar winner Helen Hunt? Trying to talk about how it makes you more creative, and all these ideas just come fully formed, and they're crystal clear, but Mm -hmm. they can't finish a sentence. Yeah. So Blair is finishing their sentences, so she's like, you know, you just get these really clear, fully formed... (gasps) Ideas? Yeah, exactly. You know what actually happens when you smoke pot you just don't ever stop talking. At yeah. least when you get when you when you've decided you have some philosophical wisdom to impart sure. to the room. Yeah. The sort of like, I'll say three things and then forget the most obvious fourth word. No, no, no. Mm-mm. It's it's just more like three or four hundred things that are the same thing over and over again in rapid succession.
0: Yeah. And if you want to talk about sad things that get said here, it's not the <laughs> person who can't remember a word. <laughs> Helen Hunt <laughs> lets us know that Bob makes you creative in a perfectly formed sentence. And Sue Ann goes, "Boy, I could stand to be creative," which is so sad to me.
1: <laughs> it really is. Well, she just means because she has this twenty-page report. Oh,
0: I understand what she means, but what which she, she says has is to write upsetting.
1: by hand, which occurred to me as I was watching this, I was like, "Oh right, she doesn't Fuck. get to go do a computer. That's thing. right. She has to go write this out by hand. Twenty pages. Twenty pages. By hand. So then the the joint comes out, and it is offered first to Blair and then to Sue Ann, and um, Blair demurs. Yeah,
0: she's like, "I'll wait till you get that." Good Hawaiian shit.
1: Right. So Tumpy calls her a chicken. And uh-huh. then again I wrote Why is it so special to be in this group? It's boring as it's fuck in really here. Terrible group. But then we finally have some conflict. Just as I was about to be mm-hmm. like, Jesus Christ, what is are we ever gonna get any conflict? So finally we get some interpersonal conflict, which, you know, one might say all of drama should be based in. Yeah. Uh, Blair stands up and she's just been called a chicken because she doesn't want to smoke pot, and she says I'm not a chicken. I just don't feel like spacing out like that girl in the corner whose name we don't know It's like grabbing at nothing <laughs> in the air.
0: Yeah, she's like a sloth found a lady suit. <laughs> <laughs> she really is. She just moves her hand slightly.
1: She's just a sloth Like in a an lady adorable suit.
0: Silence of the Lambs. <laughs>
1: Oh, my God. So Blair articulates it well. She's like, I don't want to smoke pot for these reasons. Yeah. Good. I mean, like, good on you, Blair. Like, I have no problem with people articulating you know why what they don't means, want to do though, things. You know Chelsea? That, well, this is the next thing, though. More
0: pot for everyone else.
1: <laughs> exactly. And we can't just leave it there because she turns to Sue Ann and says, all right, Sue Ann, let's get out of here, assuming that Sue Ann also doesn't want to smoke yes, pot. Yes,
0: that is problematic.
1: Because she hesitated earlier about it. And so she's like, all right, cool. I've decided we're not doing this. And then Helen Hunt is all... Sue Ann, you don't have to go. You're not like her puppet. We invited you here because we like you, not because you're Blair's friend. And then Blair's like, oh, you're clearly just flattering her social smoke with you. And this pisses off Sue Ann, who's like, uh, offended that you don't think anyone could want to be friends with me on my own merits. It's This it's is an-, an actual scene we're having. Yeah, absolutely. Finally.
0: Which is really weird because what's happening here? Somebody, Tumpy gets in on, oh my God, I can't believe. Every time Pumpy? I say that, I'm like... What am I doing with my Humpy life?
1: Humpy pale. Humpy tarts
0: pale. <laughs> uh, so, no, Tumpy gets in on this too. Humpy tarts
1: pale. So, so, she didn't on. make it very long in Game of Thrones. No, but... oh, she
0: did not at all. But she humped while she was on there. She humped. <laughs> Tumpy gets in on this too. And it's a, tactic that they're doing, which is weird because they were incapable of coherent thought, and now they're doing like stoner social strategies <laughs> right. which I've decided to call Marowakia <laughs> oh or or OG Sneaky Kush <laughs> or my favorite Puff Puff Passive Aggressive. <laughs> and they fucking win because Sue Ann's like Fuck yes, I'm going to smoke. <laughs> fuck this Blair person.
1: Yeah, fuck my best friend who told me at the at the top of this episode that we were best friends. Yeah, we, who got
0: me into this fucking group yeah. in the first place.
1: She's like, I, I'm not a chicken but, and I have a mind of my own and so I'm going to smoke this this joint
0: and, here and comes Blair
1: turns her eyes to the heavens, Lord, so disappointed and hurt. Just so, this is where I took a screen cap was Blair staring at the oh, heavens. Perfect. Uh, while... we need to put
0: these screen caps up.
1: Yeah, I mean, I always put one every week, but we'll put a bunch this week because
0: well, we here is this is a this bunch is, of great ones. This is my absolute. I'm so sorry, I keep interrupting you. I'm just so excited because this is my favorite moment ever. Again, this is the end of act one. Yep, there is no transitional music. <laughs> so, what happens here is is Sue takes a hit of marijuana, it tableaus on the three girls, there's a pause, and then the audience starts clapping. So
1: much clapping.
0: But it looks like the audience is like, hey, way to go, Sue <laughs> It really does. It looks as though they've taken a moment to really seriously consider it, and then they're supportive. Yes, they're, they're like, like, good work, Susie. Yeah. Good job, Suzanne.
1: I read it as like, they were like, finally a scene, a scene between That's actors in true. conflict.
0: I think they're just ready to be excited about things. Something.
1: So then something strangely problematic happens, which is we're it's the next morning, we're in the common room back at the girl's dorm, and the stereo is there. Tumpy said she was going to sell this stereo to Mrs. Garrett. It's the next morning, and though. She has, which means that at some point, either Tootie came back with $175 or hi, Sue Ann, and pissed off Blair carried this stereo system with them back across campus mm-hmm. when they left. The group meeting, or Sue
0: Ann relayed the message to Mrs. Garrett, and somewhere, Mrs. Garrett and an incredibly high Tumpy <laughs> <laughs> made a stereo for cash exchange, which I am I am disappointed. That's not a no, scene we get to see. Well,
1: however, this happened. We 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 missed a really important moment of physical comedy. A
0: really awesome time to yeah. be. <laughs> <laughs> Something good about this episode was definitely missed.
1: Yeah. So anyway, this this uh, stereo has materialized the next morning. Mm-hmm. They're talking about how Sue Ann doesn't feel well, so she has a pot hangover, which is a totally real you, thing. Yeah, you that know. That happens to people like, all of the time, not just on TV. Chelsea,
0: how many times have you called out of work and been like, too much pot too last much night? Too much pot last
1: night, yeah, Pot hangover. And then hangover. I ate
0: food, and now I'm... Well-rested. I'm too well-rested. <laughs> right, right. Oh, my head is so clear.
1: Molly Ringwald and Mrs. Garrett are setting this up. Un- unfortunately, the instructions are in German. Yeah. And so that that provides moments and moments and moments of comedy. Um, More importantly,
0: now Tumpy's going to be able to buy that good, good, sticky, icky Hawaiian <laughs> right.
1: shit. But, so, yeah. Blair and Suwann come downstairs. And Blair's not even, like, mad at Sue Ann for you know, being a bitch to her last night. she's going to be in snarky to her. She's just like, are you okay? Are you feeling okay? Yeah. And then, but then Sue Ann's like, not only am I feeling better, I have finished my 20 page report in 30 minutes last night. High as a kite. I'm really proud of it. And I wrote, that thing is guaranteed garbage.
0: You know how you double space. Sometimes I did that, but with, uh, uh, 700 spaces. <laughs> <laughs> i came up with a new spacing system it's uh one it's line. one line per page <laughs>
1: you know it's easy you know it's it a super easy way <laughs> that's what she's done she's written a third 20 page report one sentence on every page yeah and they rhyme so mrs garrett reads it aloud because yeah. she's like mrs garrett i'm so proud of this report i want your opinion mrs this garrett where
0: mrs garrett's like i fucked moby dick one time <laughs> And she
1: reads it aloud it's truly awful yeah,
0: here's the thing about uh, pot, as exemplified in '80s and '90s. Look, have we had stupid ideas? After a smoking pot, sure. I had an idea about time traveling hobos that ride a time train, but they're only interested in going to historical eras to eat beans at that time. That's a dumb idea. <laughs> you know what I didn't do? It. I didn't write 20 pages about it. I just woke up the next day and I was like, oh, that was stupid. Yeah,
1: you don't tell people. I think I
0: put a note on my phone and then the next day I'm like, oh,
1: stupid. No, oh, that's you dumb. fucking
0: moron. <laughs>
1: Everyone laughs at this report Blair plays it off like it was always supposed to be a joke She kind of covers for Sue and She's like, see, I told you they would think your joke is funny Mrs.
0: Garrett says the only time it's been apropos What, you been smoking?
1: Yeah Like, hooray, that finally makes sense The audience doesn't let that go by without a Mm -mm, huge laugh either mm -mm. But now Sue Ann is behind She's like, I gotta get to the library and write a 20-page book report
0: fucking give
1: up <laughs> I know, right? Like, say yuff-lunked. you were sick or something. This is so dumb. I
0: had a pot hangover. But
1: just like fucking Jesse with the pills, and we don't know how she done on the test. Yeah, we just assume this paper went great and she got it written, turned it in because we never hear otherwise. She learned her lesson, man. So she learned her lesson. This, in the really, truly only funny part of this episode. Yeah. Tootie and Natalie come home from the record store. Now, it's a school day, but I guess they just cut their morning classes to go to the record store. Or
0: they got up at six o'clock, went to the record store, (laughs) which opens at at seven. Yeah.
1: And they have bought three bongs. And Natalie says, we have one. I bought one for me, one for Tootie, and one for you, Mrs. Garrett. We are a three-bong family. Yeah. The writing is trash, but the look on Mrs. Garrett's face <laughs> in this moment as she holds one of the three bongs and tries to figure out what is happening. <laughs> it's, it's, seriously like, it's, it's golden.
0: It's really funny. Natalie was like, Hey, Mrs. Garrett, tie me off so I can shoot up this heroin. <laughs> it would have been a less dramatic reaction.
1: She, and she, Mrs. Garrett,
0: can I borrow your credit card? i
1: line up this cocaine, please. And she turns to them and says the line that actually made, the only line that made me audibly laugh sure. in this episode, I don't like to look a gift bong in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but why did you girls buy these? <laughs>
0: Who, I want to <laughs> fucking, I want to crochet that on a
1: sampler.
0: <laughs> I don't look a gift bong in the mouth.
1: Natalie and Tootie think you put, because when Tootie found the bong in in Tumpy's room, to kind of get her out of the room, Blair yeah. was like, oh, you put jelly beans in them. Sure. Natalie and Tootie think you can put jelly beans in them. Natalie's like, I'm going to put root beer in mine. It has a little straw attached. <laughs> hilarious. And Mrs. Garrett is just like... Where did you even get the idea that you needed these? And Tootie says, Well, if we can't be in the group, we want the same stuff they have. And Detective Garrett puts it all together yeah. immediately. And from her big reaction and her admonition for them not to tell anyone until they talk to Mister Bradley, who's like the principal or disciplinarian, and the gym teacher, something. and in charge of arts funding, right? Doesn't make no sense. Tootie and Natalie are like, oh shit, there's gonna be trouble. Yeah, like we've we've uncorked something here. Whoops. This line. Bong. Uh, there's
0: gonna- <laughs> This line, there's going to be trouble, make that a double, has been floating around in my brain, (laughs) untethered from like actual, you know, any sort of relevance until I saw this and I'm like, oh, that's That's where where it came from. from. Yeah. Okay. Did you ever have a thing? I tried my best to think of, because I'm fucking, I was such a stupid child. Did you ever have like a fundamental misunderstanding of adult things when you were a kid?
1: Yeah, of course.
0: Like, do you remember one that would make me laugh at you?
1: Well, you tell me yours because you clearly have something in mind. I don't. I
0: don't. I tried to think of one, and I couldn't. I could not think of one. I just know that I was so stupid. I would have been like, I don't know, that's bong, hold to jelly beans. That would have been me. I remember. this Oh, I is... do. I do remember. Okay. I remember one time, repeating this hilarious joke that I'd seen on this special, where I was like, "Hey, mom and dad, I was watching the special, and Dolly Parton says." Don't tell me I don't know a thing or two about basketballs. It was a fucking thing that was on. No, this really happened.
1: But that's the whole joke.
0: And she was talking about her boobs, but I didn't understand it.
1: Oh, I see, I see.
0: And then there was the time that I pretended that I put on. Um, there there's the time that I put on deodorant, and then I read the label and it said adult use only. And so I went and lied to my mom that I was thinking in the bathroom, and I put my arm down on the sink and accidentally put deodorant on that's creative i had to i had to pretend i did it twice
1: (laughs) (laughs) i don't use only because i had it under both armpits oh my gosh i remember being i remember finding a pair of dentures as a child and freaking out like the the idea of like teeth outside of someone's head sure
0: i mean that that seems reasonable i
1: remember being very very terrified of that um, I don't it Seems think there more was, like... reasonable
0: than crying over deodorant, but okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe there's to think if there's anything else that was like a physical object that I had a profound misunderstanding of. Finding a tampon at someone's house just mm. like wrapped up and way before any of us were like on our you know, we're menstruating. And everyone freaking out like we had just found a bomb. Mm-hmm. A bong. A bong. <laughs> um, and everyone being like, put it back, put it back, put it back. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I know. It was like a weird Now that I'm thinking back on it, I'm like, who led that charge? Why were all of us so freaked out? Sure. I guess because it was like an older thing that older girls used that we didn't know what it was or like what it did. Yeah. And we definitely weren't supposed to be wherever we were snooping, roller (laughs) snooping as we did. Roller
0: snooping. Slumber Uh, parties,
1: I feel like moms don't know or forget when they grow up and be moms then a lot of summer parties are just snooping. Yeah. Just a lot of snooping. I
0: understand that. I was in first grade and walking around where we played our soccer games and found an old can of Coors and drank some of that. No! Yep. Middle of the day. And I was like, this is disgusting. Why would anybody drink a can of Coors laying on that found- the side of my child's <laughs> soccer field? But then I grew up and God I acquired knows. a taste for that specific yes, thing.
1: God knows how long it had been sitting there. <laughs> or if it was
0: just that. Was it
1: a dip can with someone dipping into that? Oh, God. Okay. All right. Dude, if,
0: if, if, if I'm lucky, nobody put a cigarette in that fucking thing. Or it was just some <laughs> old hobo piss. Anyway, facts of life. <laughs> They're all about you. If you know like I know, you don't want to step to this school. The chief won't up, won't doubt with a gangster twist. If you smoke like I smoke, then you high
1: like every day. If- so now Mrs. Garrett has taken matters into her own hands. She's uh, gone yeah. to Mr. Bradley and now in terms of the hero's journey we're approaching the inmost cave where Mr. Bradley is handling this situation with the finesse of a sledgehammer.
0: Here's the weird thing. We go we're in the kitchen and all the kids are bringing down their possessions, all of their possessions which have in a box. And Mrs. Garrett is like, how dare you do this, Mr. Bradley? How dare you do this surprise inspection? He's like, you, you told me...
1: I thought she was... I When it started, I was like, oh, she's playing along. I thought so, too. And then it turns out, no, she's really angry. She's really upset. He's treating the girls like criminals, you know, yeah. doing this surprise but inspection. But she does mention that
0: he... No, because he says something about, like, "Oh, well, if one of the girls is smoking pot, like you said, or something like that, it's just a weird turn for Mrs. Gear. I thought she was pretending, too, yeah, but it's she's not. like,
1: there's got to be a better way." And he's like, "What do you suggest? This yeah. is, you know, it's illegal if they have it, they're I, they have to be expelled. and he he tells us that the other members of the group, Tumpy, Helen Hunt, and the Sloth woman, <laughs> have already been expelled because pot was found in their rooms. And I was like, Oh, so the climax of this episode happened off off screen. To be fair, the climax of the episode was
0: the exchange for money, (laughs) of money for (laughs) stereos. And that happened, but also them getting expelled from school.
1: Yeah. Blair and Sue Ann come in, mm-hmm. and Mr. Bradley's like dump out your purses because I suspect everybody. So now we have the supreme ordeal. I guess such as it exists. Yeah. Mr. Bradley finds Blair's secret hiding lipstick thing, and you know, like all men do when they see a tube of lipstick, he starts to take it apart. Absolutely. I mean, that's your natural reaction. Look,
0: I could, I could spot a fake. Hidden compartment lipstick from across oh, the room. Of course you could. Um also, he gets it's called high lady. It's called high
1: lady. Oh, yeah. He gets it open. Oh, and he says he says, Blair, that's not like you. Like this is not like your shade. This and isn't I'm like brand. Are you fucking stalking this student? why are you why do you know what her lipstick is? I feel like the surprise like.
0: inspection needs to
1: go both ways. <laughs> pal. Right. So he gets it open and Sue Ann immediately is freaking out thinking there's gonna be a joint in there and She, she tries to like, take responsibility. Yeah, she's like, That's mine. Uh, I gave it to Blair to hold, it's mine. But there's nothing inside. Nope. Close, close call. And so. none of the girls we care about are expelled, but four of them are about to get ridden off when we come back for
0: season two. Yeah, maybe maybe we're to assume that they also had paraphernalia. Although Tootie gets ridden up for having a hot plate, a skillet, and ten
1: cans of jalapeno dip. Yeah, too much bean dip. And he's like, what do you need all this bean dip for? And she goes, I like to entertain... Which was kind of a funny joke. Not as good as I don't like to look gift bong in the mouth. Dude,
0: here's the thing. If I am looking for pot amongst kids, I'm going to rip apart the room (laughs) of a girl who's got 10 cans of fucking bean dip. You're so right. I'm like, uh, and you bought the bongs? Okay. Okay. You're pretty much expelled.
1: So then a weird thing happens, which is everybody leaves, and we think this is going to be the last moment of the episode between oh, Blair and yeah. Sue Ann. And Suanne says, what made you get rid of the joint? And Blair's like, watching you last night look like a fucking idiot. Also saying, I didn't want to smoke marijuana yeah. ever again. And she says, from now on, I'll stick to getting high on me, and pulls out a mirror, and there's a laugh track. What the fuck has anyone learned? We'll break it down. This is all nonsense. Yeah. Did Sue Ann fail her stupid book report? What's uh, going on? What are the real consequences for characters we care about? Doesn't matter. Mrs. Garrett comes back yeah, in and, so and she Judy gets a moment. Natalie. She gets a moment to like moralize. Because yeah. I guess we got to end season one on like a moralizing note. And she's she's like, I'm damn mad. I'm furious. That these she
0: apologizes for saying damn
1: right away. She does. I'm, I'm furious these bright young girls would mess up their lives over dope. And I wrote, I didn't seem that bright. Actually. Yeah, <laughs> Tumpy was on her
0: way out. In <laughs> yeah. fact, if Tootie hadn't told on Tumpy, Tumpy would've told on Tumpy
1: Yeah, Tumpy and Helen Hunt couldn't finish a sentence also, and that other girl couldn't even start one. So Also, Mrs.
0: Garrett, who's spreading her outrage a little too thin, is like, I'm gonna return these bongs to the store. And I guess she intimates that she's gonna stick them up their ass she sideways she's like, or something.
1: <laughs> like, I'm gonna show them a new way of returning merchandise and it's gonna be painful. And I'm like, so. What the fuck? They just yeah. sold they can't not sell kids thing kids just if they have the a money fucking okay buddy and then everyone eats jelly beans my god because friendship and jelly
0: beans is all you need
1: so as we <laughs> as we discussed earlier the the after season one the writers and producers on this show thought there were too many characters to follow sure and they wrote four of them off including suanne and so i'm like <laughs> i'm like we could have if you kind of knew this was where this was going could have have expelled her yeah could have been like like major consequences for a character we've been following the whole season that would have nailed the dismount on this if
0: you knew those characters weren't coming back you could have just gone on like Okay, those girls have been expelled, and it turns out the dealer was Molly Ringwald.
1: (laughs) You could have had four back-to-back very special episodes to cap off this season where they just get expelled or killed in various ways (sighs) to drive home points. Wow. You could have, if only. At the very least, if you weren't bringing Sue Ann back, you could have had her face real repercussions. If the point you're trying to make is that you ruin your future. Like, the girls whose future gets quote-unquote ruined by this... We meet them for one episode. Yep. They're fucking idiots. Yeah. We don't like them. They're snobs on one hand and dumb on the other hand. Sure. Like, who cares if they got expelled?
0: One of them's a sloth. <laughs> one, one of them, of them can is a woman sloth. Move. Lady teen sloth. Lady teen sloth.
1: Once again, we have an episode where. We get told a thing is bad, and we don't get any background on Mm -hmm. why it's bad, or what it could do to you, or the possible things that could happen if you do it. Yep. And the characters who suffer the repercussions of the actions of dealing with the thing are characters we don't care about. Yeah. It's just fucked up all the way around. And I don't mean like it's messed up. I mean it's badly done all the way around. It's
0: truly awful every which way. (gasps) And Mrs. Garrett, who should be a moral authority, is acting like a clown this entire episode and then tries to moralize at the end. In the last second, but then also threatens violence, which is always a great way to undercut any message whatsoever. She
1: doesn't even say something like, if someone offers you this in the future, think about whether you want to throw away your education. Think about whether it's worth, you know, like she doesn't even bring it home. Yeah. Because I had to do some research on this. And because, you know, we don't advocate wholesale children taking drugs with no, you know, no oversight.
0: Not wholesale.
1: Not wholesale. Um, Get a discount. Pay markups. So
0: <laughs> You shouldn't have to sell a stereo to afford Hawaiian weed.
1: All of this feels kind of uh, like a moot point now that weed is legal recreationally in so many places. Yeah. However, I guess it's it's an intoxicant and it's the same as if you had a bunch of 13-year-olds drinking. Like sure. alcohol is legal, but there is, there is an age at which you can have come to sort of like an understanding of how to use it responsibly and how to deal with yourself when you're on it. And then there's also physical ramifications and I suspected as much, but I had to do a little bit of research to confirm. Mm -hmm. There was a study published just in February of 2019. So very recently, a decades-long study of more than a 1,000 New Zealanders, which found that adolescents who used marijuana at least four days per week lost an average of eight IQ points between the ages of 13 and 38, a pattern not seen among people who began smoking heavily in adulthood. They talked about how these heavy pot smokers that started smoking at the age of 13 or thereabouts tended to show deficits in memory, concentration, and overall brain power in relation to their peers, it's reasonable to suspect that still growing teen brains might be especially sensitive to the cumulative effects of marijuana. In the developing brain, neurons are growing and changing, synapses are forming, and when there's a lot of change in any part of the body, particularly in the brain, that usually means it's more vulnerable to environmental influences. It's not clear from the findings whether less frequent users, people who smoke pot fewer than four times a week might experience similar declines in IQ and mental function. More research will be needed to determine the minimum dosage of marijuana associated with these problems. It's not that there are no ramifications. If you're a little teenager smoking pot all the time, it's not that we're saying that kids should be allowed to use intoxicants willy nilly, but this doesn't do anything to deter them or to kind of tell them like I mean, obviously, this study just came out that didn't have this information back in 1984, but there's still a thing of sitting down and being like, you can't handle this. You're too young.
0: Yeah, I think that and I think that the oversimplification of the subject is why we have episodes like this where it's like, pot is bad. Now just go. Now all you have to do is repeat that. You have to bang that same bong over and over again. It seems like the way that this succeeds, at least in 1980 has to succeed is by scaremongering. Yes. By by making the 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 subject at hand uh, making you fearful of it. And that that's the way it seems like that that this can only succeeds if at all. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's the the, the the sort of crossroads we're at where the subject is something that we're all meant to be scared of. And we're all supposed to morally agree is a bad thing. But
1: they didn't even do that. No, but in I mean, this they episode. Don't,
0: they don't have to in this episode. If you if you approach this episode from the understanding of pot is inherently bad in every conceivable way, then Tumpy not just because of her name, is automatically the villain. Marijuana is automatically bad, and everybody who comes into contact is the worst.
1: Yeah, but then you got to make Tumpy a person we care about. Or at least make her be, she's on track to be the valedictorian, she's the most popular girl in school, and then she throws it all away for this terrible drug. You know, like, give me a character that I actually care about it when they have a downfall. If it can't be one of our main characters, then build up your snake character Mm -hmm. to the point where I'm like oh, that poor girl, she did have a bright future and yeah. she threw it all away. I'm so scared of this thing. Well, Helen what can happen Oscar, to me?
0: That's not good enough for you.
1: <sighs> Helen Hunt clearly didn't belong in this episode. I mean, it did make her more creative. Didn't she also jump out of a yep. window? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Helen Hunt in an after school special about this PCP.
1: Really was a gateway drug <laughs> for her.
0: <laughs> she got into another school. That's nice. And then she got right out of that school. Hey! I think we're both saying... Two two different elements of it. It's lazy, and it's also it's lazy from a moralistic standpoint. It's also lazy from, from a, a writing, writing standpoint. standpoint.
1: Totally, totally. Because I get if you're if it's nineteen eighty four and you're a person who's never done pot, which is apparent from the writing and the acting mm. of this episode, and you're, you're, too you're busy just writing
0: Mitzi Gaynor specials to <laughs> smoke any weed,
1: and you're just trying to scare kids off it. Fine. But if that's your starting place, you got to do a better job and you got to stick the landing because what we have here is nonsense. Yeah.
0: He had to write characters and lines for a hundred (laughs) men. It's true. (laughs) He didn't have time to smoke pot. It's true.
1: He did get the good, I don't like to look a gift bong in the mouth line in there. Then again,
0: we might be able to blame the writer's room for that because that (laughs) sounds real awesome. So, I, obviously, I think we might have spoiled it a little bit, but Chelsea, it is 2019 and yeah. you need to tell some kids about the evils of marijuana or the reality of smoking marijuana. Do you show them this episode? No. I barely show them this episode to tell them what a bong
1: is. <laughs> no. It's so, it doesn't give you any information Mm-mm. and it doesn't even properly scare you. It's I don't, really just... don't think that Hawaiian
0: weed is is enough to save up your money for. I think it's fine. <laughs> It's definitely a good change of pace, but
1: really, you're going to want to find quality weed wherever you are. It's, it's just a clunker the whole, it's, it's, all the it's, way it's, around. There's
0: nothing to be learned from this. So it's, it's, it's also a bad send-off, abrupt send-off for your Molly Ringwald and your Sue Ann here.
1: Yeah, and that um, girl with short shorts that didn't have a name that was there. Not Slothy. Not Slothy. No, one of the main girls, one of Mrs. Garrett's oh, girls yeah. with blonde hair and short shorts. Yeah. She didn't ever have a name. She's gonna get written off. It's not even fun to
0: watch. No, There's, Snark Watch. We're gonna put up. Uh, uh, we'll we'll put up those pictures. Maybe I don't know. The the moments with Natalie or with Tootie giving that face. The the act one finish where it looks like the audience is applauding somebody smoking marijuana. Those are the only decent parts of it. And then that's barely. Well,
1: Mrs. Garrett holding three bongs and being like, what is happening? Was my favorite part of the episode. How
0: did I come to this? (laughs) What is
1: happening? What have I been smoking?
0: (laughs) Would have been the best line. Yes. Uh, Yes.
1: So it's, uh, if you're going to the Paley Center and you can watch anything from the history of television or yeah. listen to the history of radio, don't don't choose don't this do episode this. of the Facts of Life.
0: Don't go chasing facts of life. No. Please we stick can't get the rights to, to the
1: that. Seinfelds, the parks and
0: recreations you're used <laughs> to. There are I'm sure that there are going to be better facts of life episodes. Didn't we do one already? Well, we
1: did the Teen One episode, which was actually at least had some yeah. stakes.
0: We're gonna do the one where Tootie stalks Jermaine Jackson eventually <laughs> oh my God. that's fun she makes a fucking weird Lionel Richie hello bust of his head just wait just I wait can't for wait that's fantastic we've got real issues here this just ain't it man this ain't
1: it so uh did you learn anything nope <laughs>
0: I learned that in thinking about it again, there might not have been just beer in that can of course, and I'm probably never going to think about that again.
1: Good, good, good. That's what I learned. I learned from my research about this study about teen brains being affected by marijuana, heavy marijuana use as teenagers. Mm -hmm. That's something I didn't know before.
0: Sure. I mean, I'd heard something like that, and I think that would be a great thing to teach children instead of... Drugs are bad. Uh, who did Who did I want to hug? Yeah. Probably Molly Ringwald. Sorry, sorry, you couldn't make it on this, but you know, you had a good career. You're gonna
1: be fine. Helen Hunt, Oscar winner. <laughs> Helen Hunt. That's who I want to hug.
0: <laughs> Would you have hugged her to keep her from jumping out of a window? Yes. I, I agree. Probably. Yeah. We should do that one. That that totally after school special. Yes. Because I think she takes PCP and thinks point... she
1: can fly. Right.
0: It's not even that. It is screaming is 0.5 seconds after she takes PCP. She screams and runs full steam a window like a full size window. And is just like and then she's replaced by a burly stuntman who falls to his death.
1: Yeah, I've definitely seen it before, but we should watch it again. Yeah,
0: I've definitely at least seen that clip about 100 times. <laughs> Well, thank you very much for for joining us as we put up with this episode. <laughs> Maybe you'll unsubscribe. Who knows? Find out next week. <laughs> uh, but we will see you then.
1: Bring snacks. Bye.